in the set of options that we identified, one option got to a structure that assumes that you have resolved that, but clearly as an input to finally deciding the right structure, mm-hmm. uh, resolution on that would be important. But, uh, and I think uh, they, they were com- could be combined irregardless. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey, guys. <laughs> Lots been going on. And you're listening to this show, which proves that you have even less going on than I do. So, But there are three ways you can listen to this program. The first is you can listen through my website, markscalia.com. And if you're doing that, thanks. Cool. Awesome. If you want to be more involved with the show, you can click the box that you're listening to, and then it will send you over to our broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and you can sign in using a Facebook address, and then you can live chat with me and all my wonderful listeners. I see you all there. Hi, guys. Good to see you. And the third way you can listen, if you can't listen live, we invite you to listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version. You can download that through iTunes. Tunes. And those are three ways you can listen to the show. And where was I going? I don't know. Oh, I know what I do. <laughs> I get to, I'm gonna go over all of this <laughs> in the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when just now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. So the Happening Now monologue is my opportunity to bring you guys up to speed about what's going on for me. And I'm a little I'm a little unfocused for one simple reason. My wife runs Salem Food Tours, which is a really, really fun thing to do in Salem. It's historic food tours where they go to different shops and restaurants and you sample and you try out. And she gives you a lot of history of Salem and things like that. So she's been doing that for about almost four years. And one of her tour partners, a restaurant known as Numkeg Ordinary, so you pronounced that correctly, Numcave, Numcave, Numcave which is Salem's original name, which I didn't know. And then I found out because I was on the tour. They were having this thing called a beefsteak tonight. Now, I did not know this, but a beefsteak thing is where you just go and you eat meat. (laughs) And they have French fries. And the French fries were like really thin and they were like really seasoned well. And that's it. No knives, no forks. They make you wear an apron because <laughs> it's going to get messy. And then they had butter, drawn butter. They had, and I can't think, it looked like pesto. And then they have horseradish. And that's all you eat. Oh, did I mention the beer? I've had a couple beers. Uh, so yeah. And I'm drunk on steak and beer. You know, so now I'm drinking water because I'm almost 50. And I'm like, I'm going to be paying for this for two fucking days. <laughs> that's, that's the weirdest fucking thing. So I'm a little beef drunk, but it was a really good thing. And they do it as a political fundraiser. I didn't know this. It was before Prohibition. So it had, they had pictures like cardboard cutouts with little sticks on them that, you know, like face masks on of uh, Hillary, Bernie, Trump, JFK. Let's see. Teddy Roosevelt. Most of the, oh, they even had the where's the beef lady. Nobody knew who she was except me. I'm like, why am I the oldest one at this fucking table? Anyway, they shouldn't have been drinking. I should have been drinking their beer. So I just came back from that, and I just did a sound check with my guest, who will be coming up in a little bit, so i got to move the monologue a little faster. I got a new phone. 
I got a Galaxy S7. I was very impressed with it. It's super thin. My God. It's just, and it's always difficult when I switch technology because I'm like, I don't want to give up my phone. So I gave up my phone. I had to trade in the new phone, my old phone. I got 40 bucks for it. Suck. <laughs> but it's a cool phone. It does a lot of cool things. It's waterproof. I don't need that. <laughs> Except if I'm beef drunk and then I kind of need some of that. Oh, speaking of new things, I got a cat. <laughs> got a fucking cat. Oh. Clara Peller. Who's Clara Peller? My brother just typed in Clara Peller. Now you're forcing me to cut and paste this and find out who Clara Peller is. You know something? I got I to gotta get to my guest. You type in this nonsense. Clara Pella. Oh, pfft. Clara Pella is the where's the beef lady <laughs> you could have just said where's the okay now you type it in uh, so i got a cat and didn't really talk about it much over the past week because having a cat's a very difficult thing my wife had two cats and she was very very close to them and we had to put one of them down actually we put them both down. she put them both down I don't want to say I did it because it sounds like I went over and they go, I've had enough of you. But she was very close to her cats. I actually really liked her cats too. And it, so we had to put them down and uh, she had just, you know, come around for about six months and she's like, I think I'm ready. So we went to uh, the shelter, checked out the cat. He was a very nice cat, really friendly. Out of all the cats, he's the only one that didn't kind of either bite or scratch. Um, so we went there on Sunday, picked him up threw him in a box, brought him home. He's like the nicest cat in the world. He's almost a dog. He's almost a dog. He's like, he's, I want, see, we wanted a cat that had no maintenance. We, you know, we want a cat that's nice. And he's super friendly. He's friendly to everybody. He runs around the house like a crazy fuck. We call it the Mac attack. <laughs> he kind of jumps on the bed. <laughs> but he's a fun cat. And my last thing is, I like to fix things. When something's broken, I like to fix it. And I went over my father-in-law's house today and he had some issues with uh, he wanted to hook his tablet up to the television so he could so people could watch so we so everybody could have one conversation on skype instead of like passing a phone kind of thing so i went over there and long story short i fixed his wireless network i fixed his computer printer I gave him an old Halo game for his computer. Couldn't play it. I fixed that because he's running Windows 10. So I fixed like a bunch of different things on his computer. So it just feels good. So if you get something that you do, something you really like doing, and it feels good when you do it, like if it's fixing something or solving a problem or, you know, playing a game or watching a television show or a crossword puzzle, Sudoku or whatever. If you find something that you like to do, try to grab every opportunity to do that. And it's 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 mostly the booze talking right now. I'll be honest with you. Most of the booze. <laughs> anyway, let's move this along. Hey, guys, before I get to my guest, I'm going to play a quick game with you. Let's play How Do You Take Direction? How do you take direction? All right. So this is a game where I play you a sound clip, and you have to guess the director. So here's the first one. Yo! Hold up! chill you need to cool that shit out and that's the double truth <laughs> that is sam jackson by the way uh that movie was uh let's see that's probably from 80 88 89 that movie it's anybody they do the right thing by spike lee sue Let's give you something good. I am a director. Congratulations, Sue. Brilliant. Brilliant. How about this one? This one's tricky. Let my people go. Slaves are mine. Their lives are mine. All that they own is mine. I do not know your God. Nor will I let Israel go. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? Man shall be ruled by law, not by the will of other men. Correct. It is the Ten Commandments. Who directed it? Karen says Moses. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to go. Let my rifle go. It's <laughs> a different one. DeMille. Who DeMille? <laughs> it's DeMille. D-Mill. Is that a real thing? 
D. Millie? Yes, it would be Cecil B. DeMille. I am a director. Correct. So we got two winners, and uh, oh, my brother said Ben Hur. <laughs> Close. It was the same actor, but not really. Anyway, so here's what we're going to do we're going to take our first break, and we're going to get a little sampling of our guest. Josh Rosenberg will be joining us when we come back, and I'm going to put his stuff in the chat right away. He forgot the B. Yes, he's a B to mail. There we go. So Josh Rosenberg will be coming up. Very funny guy. I've actually, I'm to be honest, I am not exactly sure how I know him because I've been to so many shows and he's been to so many shows. And you know something? I'm going to find that out, and then when we come back, you're going to find out. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. It's time for another weak inspiration. Life is a gift. Just save the receipt. Hi, this is Bob Keen, everybody's pal, owner of Keen Vision Photography. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. You're helping him meet the terms of his parole, which might considerably shorten his sentence or not. I just started eating oysters very recently, but uh, somebody told me that oysters are an aphrodisiac, and I didn't buy that shit until I dated a girl with a shellfish allergy. <laughs> so I'm on like the um, maybe second, third date, you know, and um, I figure, what the fuck, order a plate of oysters. Get some of that aphrodisiac action, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I go to a plate of these things, I'm sucking down. <laughs> Everybody loves that noise, right? <laughs> Hottest date ever. She wasn't touching them. <laughs> so uh, we get back to my apartment and uh, we're making out. We're getting all hot and heavy. I don't know why I said that. That's like. It's fucking 1954. Hot and heavy. Hey, baby, let's get in the Cadillac. Let's get hot and heavy. I'm hot, you're heavy. Get off me. So, right now, and her, I figure this is going all the way. No. Her face starts swelling up. Her throat starts closing up. And it was the greatest blowjob I had ever And you're back at radio regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just a little sample of Mr. Joss Rosenberg, who actually happens to be joining me via Skype right now. There he is. Actually, actually oh. the greatest applause I've ever gotten. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Josh, it's good to have you on, man. You know, some a lot of people would say, Mark, you're taking a risk playing that clip so early out of the gate. But I said, fuck it, because that is funny. That is a funny clip. Well, I, was, I was watching your YouTube clips, and most of them are pretty clean. Yes. So uh, <laughs> at about 8.20 tonight, I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Am I going to have to watch my mouth now? <laughs> no. And then at about 8.48, I went, Oh shit! Does he know what clip I sent him? And uh, I guess he enjoyed it. So <laughs> no, that's I good. I did. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Josh Rosenberg, and uh, you can actually follow him a number of ways. He's on Twitter at Boston Shit Show, and we'll get into that in a minute. Also, he's on Facebook at the same thing, Boston Shit Show, and then of course the website is. <laughs> Do I say it again? Boston Shit Show at uh, was it Bla- Boston Shit Show dot blogspot dot com, but I think you can just yeah, well, type in. I, I bought the domain, Mark. Okay, oh, I shelled yeah. out the uh, twenty. I shelled out the twenty six bucks for the next two years, <laughs> so it's actually Boston Shit Show dot com now. Oh, so let me. Okay, so I'll make that correction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't want, you know, because it is. A lot of guys can't afford a dot com, so good for you, because a lot of guys are like, no, no, I just do the Facebook thing. Go fuck yourself. You need a dot com. Don't get the dot net. Let's not be mistaken. 
it just redirects to the blog spot. I haven't put any other money into uh, actually developing the actual website. <laughs> I, I, I bought my domain. Oh, shit. My domain name's got to be... Shit, it's probably close to 20... 20 it's got to be close to 25, 22 years old by now. I've had that domain name forever. Uh, when when dot, when there were only dot coms before there were dot orgs or dot whatever or dot govs. Oh, dot yeah, dot TV. Good for you. Yeah, you have dot TV. Good. Oh wow, you caught that. You you know how to catch that up, Swig. And then all the other countries started getting on board, like dot CAA. Fuck off! Yeah, actually, I was uh, I was in Calgary, and a friend, uh, one of the comics, he goes, "I just bought uh, the comedian .ca," and I go, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." And it was like so happy, and it was like, yeah. "Well, it's not like yeah. .com." I go, "You know, the the world works off .coms. You're just .ca. You might as well just be in fucking Thailand as far as that goes." So, .pi or whatever that is. Oh, my brother! My brother typed in shitshow dot colon dot out. You fucking. <laughs> so, okay. so Josh, um, okay. before we get into uh, more of your history, explain uh, explain a little bit about why Boston Shit Show. What is what is that? <laughs> so I started Boston Shit Show back in like 2012, I think. Hold on a second. You- <laughs> yeah. I think just like in Iraq when you go oh, gotten hot and heavy like I'm in the fifties, nobody says back in, back in. <laughs> when it's four well, so years ago. Back in. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirty, all right? I'm like half your age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For me, that's back in. That's a significant fraction of my life. It's you know, four it's, years. it's it's the same thing when people go, you know, I'm gonna go old school. What old school what school is fucking old enough for you? <laughs> Two thousand two. All right. No, I'm breaking balls. I'm breaking balls. I'm sorry. Back back Uh, when the internet was still uh, was one television set. Anyway, so you started in in 2012. (laughs) I was working for an advertising company and uh, had some pretty funny coworkers, and we. I was like. I had only, I, you know, I had listened to Adam Carolla for a couple of years before that when I was growing up in New York, uh, or the last few years growing up in New York before I moved to this shithole. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I just loved the idea of podcasting. I had always been interested in radio. My dad was in radio. I did radio in college. And I kind of liked the idea of being a little dirtier and kind of having no rules. Yeah. So I was like, podcasting seems to be the way to go, which you know very well. Um, yeah, I do. So instead of having to go beg for airtime at a radio station, there's there's thousands of ways you can broadcast online, and they don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever we 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 set up a bunch of <laughs> idiotically set up some shotgun mics, which picked up every. <laughs> ounce of interference like somebody had their self the the uh the guy vacuuming in the next office had his uh his radio going so in the early episodes of the boston shit show you can actually hear like van halen playing in the background <laughs> and uh i was like well this is this is definitely going to be a shit show. shit show so uh <laughs> that's how it started and it's it's evolved it's progressed and now, finally, I'm doing what I've always wanted to do, which is uh, doing a video version of the podcast. And shit is pretty good. Very shit cool. Show is pretty good. Yeah, I've uh, I actually saw some of the clips, and uh, yeah, you got a, you got a bunch of episodes out there, which is great. Um, do you have a studio, or do you do it from your house, or? I do my uh, my mandate for a, a, my uh, one of the contingents. Vaughn, finding a place to live is that I have a room to make a studio. So this is the second place I've lived in since I made that mandate for myself and have a a whole huge, huge front room uh, where I've I've built this gorgeous studio. Me and my my manager and assistant, uh, Sue, we, we built this awesome thing. So wherever life takes either of us, we're gonna have a studio. I know that. Very cool. 
Very cool. Yeah, I just I do it out of my house, but I was like, fuck it, because I, I I set up my show, and I, I maybe you could maybe you could say like it sounds like you set up the show that you want to set up that you would be comfortable doing, and I think right. my show is actually the same thing. Like I'm I always like I've always loved to do radio, and I've always been involved in radio in in, in some capacity over the past twenty five years, and and my thing was I hated going into the studios. I couldn't stand it. Like I love the studios, but I'm like, oh, I got to get up at fucking six in the morning, then I got to get there and then you're in the studio and then you have a cup of coffee and then you don't get on till 9 30 and my thing was always can i just call in <laughs> so mm-hmm. so all my guests are like do i need to come to your house i go no i go you put skype on your phone and you call me and they're like yeah but you don't need me to come in no <laughs> i don't i don't i, don't, I, I don't, gotta be honest <laughs> i gotta be honest i kind of got some egg on my face here Thought you did a, uh, you know, you were going to video Skype me. Had the tripod all set up, had the uh, the iPad up on it. Thought I was going to, got all pretty. I did my hair for you. Did you really? Uh, I, I squeezed my eyebrows for you, you fuck. <laughs> you know, some, I, I think, here's the weird thing. I, and I, people have said, you should do this, you know, you should do your podcast. You, you should do the live show and you should video it. And I'm like, you know, between Periscope and Facebook Live and live stream and all this shit, I'm like, you know, everybody's doing that. And my show has never been about what other people are doing. My show is doing about what I wanted to do. And I mean, that's fine. And and I, if people are doing it, that's great. Like now everybody's putting up a Facebook video from Facebook Live, which is fine. Right. It's fun. I'll watch it. It's not my thing. I just, it's not my thing. And I'll wait until it's not cool anymore. And then if I still like it, then I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad you prepped for me, out. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, I don't like the Facebook Live thing because I, I, you know, I do it. I post it on, I mean, it goes through bossandchitshow.com, but. It's on uh, it's on Blogspot. It's on Blogger, and at least that way, I know I don't have accidental watcher, you know, viewers or or listeners or anything like that. People who are listening to or watching my show are there to actually listen to or watch my show. It's not like <laughs> it's not like liking something on Facebook where it's like, oh, I, I saw it at eight thirty in the morning. Fuck it, I'll like it. Yes, yeah. you have to like. You know, it, they have to have seen you post the link, and then they go and watch it, and then take your numbers for whatever they're worth. You know. Oh, there you go. I, I I've actually only had uh, three people I've had to block from listening to the show because <laughs> they were just they'd put up shit in the chat. Like my listeners tend to fuck with each other, which they don't really fuck with me too bad. My brother does. My brother just put down the Sugar Hill Gang is old school, not Taylor Swift, which. Those are two references. That they're way too far apart. Those two references. First of all, fans of one are not going to get the other at all. Right. That's it's too far a reference. And then he said the word mandate sounds like a portmanteau of when two dudes go out together. And I know, it is a portmanteau. I don't know what that is. What the fuck's a portmanteau? That's when you combine two words together. Like absolutely. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. A do. I've heard a cat man do. I, I got a cat. Did you know that? I recently, I'm still drunk. That's what oh, it is. Oh, man. No, no. On, that, on that note, so you know how everybody goes, hey, what's the capital of Thailand? And they, they whack you in the dick and they say Bangkok. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I I figured out this this one when I was growing up. I said, hey, where's Katmandu? And then I twist the shit out of their Nepal. Oh, God. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm a, I'm that, a lunatic. No, it's a, no. That's the. That's like one of those things. There was. Do you remember what was it? Uh, like six months ago, guy threw an alligator through a drive-through window. And, <laughs> yeah, it was in Florida. He threw an alligator, like a whole fucking what? What? alligator chaos I, in Florida. Yeah, what? he threw an alligator through a fucking window. And it's called Gotcha or something. That's the game's called it, like not it. I don't know. And I'm like, who the fuck invents these games? Like to hit a guy in the, what's the capital of Thailand and fucking punch somebody in the dick and say bang. I've never even heard. I've never heard of it. I don't even know who Taylor Swift is. What? Oh my god, that's a huge <laughs> thing on Long Island, man. Until I grew up to the age where I realized nobody wins that game. Nobody. 
You know, you just walk up in high school. Hey, you getting that? Getting them books out of your locker? And you just <laughs> you ruin the the rest of their week, really. So there's an interesting setup. Now you now you're not from Boston. How long have you been in Boston? I've been in Boston. It'll be five years uh, coming up in the next month. And you're not a fan of the Boston area? Uh, it's uh, better than New York. It's <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't necessarily make me a fan. I mean, oh you know, no! See, see, I lived my uh, my wife lived in Brooklyn, and when I went to visit her when we were dating, I adored New York. I completely adored New York. I just right. Well, yeah. Anybody who's not from New York loves New York. They're enamored <laughs> by it. <laughs> it's a surreal experience your first time going to New York. Except I had that experience when I was. In the womb. Yeah, but technically you're from Long Island. It's not really Manhattan. It's not really Brooklyn. Uh, it's not really Queens. And uh, I grew up on Long Island. Oh, there you so go. I worked, in, I worked in Manhattan for a bunch of years, and it was just... Ugh. Would you Would you consider yourself bridge and tunnel people? <laughs> were, uh, were you, sometimes. Were, were you bridge and tunnel? Yeah. See, see uh, I know I know well, enough about the locals to go, ah, bridge and tunnel. <laughs> fucking bridge and tunnel. Fucking bridge yeah. and tunnel. They come in fucking digits out of people. <laughs> from working in Manhattan, I was sick enough of the city that I didn't bother going in on the weekends. Oh, and that's, yeah. that's your real bridge and tunnel. Yeah, I get you. Oh, you know something I got? Oh, I just didn't even realize that I got a, a, some, I got a guy coming up in the break. And oh, my, Hold on a second. My brother's typing this shit. A gator. That's the worst. Fi- oh, it's fire in the hole. That's the game that was played. <laughs> When you order a bunch of food to drive through, pay for it, get it, and then throw it back and yell fire in the yeah. hole. I was going to say an alligator seems kind of extreme, oh. but a milkshake I've seen a thousand times and I appreciate it every single one of them. Oh my God. I just, I don't understand these games. I don't understand. I just, I'm glad I have a, a limited shelf life on this planet. I hear all these fucking games. I'm like, who's invented Mark, these games? Be serious. Would you rather take a milkshake to the face or a slap in the nuts? Uh, if is it, if there's a choice option, then I'm gonna go with the milkshake. But if there's a true right. option, I don't want to get. I don't need. To, but there's no need for either. Yeah, but at least one you can kind of wipe off and go. Well, at least I have dessert now. See, <laughs> See when I was a kid, we had fun games growing up. We had we had games called Sniff and Glue, which was fucking awesome. I don't know if you played that game. And then the other thing we used to do when we were kids, and nobody even knows how to do it anymore, we would knock each other out. Did you ever do that as a kid? <laughs> what, what a wide spectrum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we do, you, what you do is you bend over, and you, you, it gets better. I'm in. If you're, you're in some... <laughs> You would bend over, you would take 10 deep, deep, deep breaths, then you'd stand straight up, cross your arms across your chest. So your your palms are actually on your shoulders, you cross your chest, and you'd hold your breath. Somebody would come up yep. behind you, pick you up, they would put their arms around you, lift you up, and you would right. then pass out, and they'd put you on the, on the it's, it's a knockout game. It's completely... There's a, there's a new. I, I actually, I actually distinctly remember my friend BJ doing this on the school bus. He'd be he'd cross his arms. Mm-hmm. He'd be like push on my chest or some shit like that, <laughs> and he'd just knock himself out. And I'm like, is that now? Is see that what getting high is like. Is that what is no that what the rush just, is? And the funny thing was, you'd wake up and go, "How did I get here?" It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Now, see, that's a much better game than throwing an alligator through a drive-thru. Right. Or, you know, yeah. picking up a gun and starting to fucking kill people. I mean, I don't see if we had played more games like I had when I was a kid, we wouldn't be fucking shooting up schools and fucking clubs. And right. It's, you know, just knock each other out once in a while, dickheads. <laughs> like, imagine if kids said I had Pong and that was it. That's, oh. Oh, There'd be no today. school shooting. I wish. It's all about the video game. It's how uh, you couldn't kill anybody because you're a stick. You're just a stick. You're banging a right. and you're banging this square. Not even a ball. A fucking square. Anyway, you know, some I'm going to let our listeners ponder that for a little bit while we take our second break. But we're going to talk more to Josh about Josh when we come back from the break, and we're going to play a little game with him as well. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back.
this episode of Real Celebrity Rumors. The Flintstones. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was cancelled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came, when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from, an apatosaurus. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book. Yabba Dabba Do's, and Do Nots. My life, as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in Bedrock. And on the next Real Celebrity Rumors. The Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, Spice, and Not Everything Nice. Hi, I'm Danny Rathbun, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless, the show where I am the biggest guest they could get for their 100th episode. Don't do that. I don't, I don't get the password thing on the internet. It's kind of fucked up. Like, the, have you noticed the internet has become Fort Knox? Like, you got you, at any site you go to, well, why don't you come up with a password? But it's got to be a good password, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like imagine if clubs, nightclubs, were the way that the internet is now with passwords. Like, yeah, what's the password? Um, boogie. Password's got to be at least eight characters long. <laughs> And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I think, and that is a fucking funny bit, too. I love that bit, man. And still on the Skype line is Josh Rosenberg, very funny comedian out of the Boston area, formerly of Long Island, but now he lives here. Why would you not just live here in Boston? It's nice there. And you're away from the crowds. Who needs them? Who needs the crowds for those things? I explore the world. Oh, I wouldn't even think of it. So you've been here for five years now, are you? Are you liking it? Is it is five it nice years. for you? <laughs> five years. I should live and be so well. I should. <laughs> yeah. I should be so happy to live there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So, Josh, um, I was trying to now. I I kind of alluded to this earlier in the show. I was trying to figure out how we met, and I and for the life of me, I cannot remember what show we were we I, we met on. I. I think I have got it down to <laughs> a knight, but not a guy, uh, as my uh, ex aunt would say. A knight. Um, I think yeah, a knight, not a guy. She knows, uh, you know, one of who might be the fathers. Um, <laughs> I think that you came by. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute. I don't want to glance over that fucking phrase. That's a funny phrase, man. Don't glance over that shit. That was funny. I can- when a when a woman. <laughs> a woman is trying to figure out who the father of her kid is. She gets it narrowed down to a knight, but not a guy. <laughs> it's fucking evil. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a New York thing? Jeez. No, I've never heard that phrase before. It's very funny. <laughs> you gotta watch more Maury, bro. No, I don't. Oh, are you kidding me? I watch so much daytime TV. My wife's like, can you just fucking play Xbox some more then? <laughs> can we honestly... Can we honor the fact that that's probably the first time that sentence has ever been spake in in humanity? You got to watch more Maury. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that. Those words have never been linked in a sentence before. <laughs> I trademark that shit. <laughs> I think I I think that you came to perform at Fran's place and stop me if it's not ringing a bell. Oh yeah, that's Fran's it. Place that's it. In Lynn. Yes. On a Saturday night. Yes. Okay. Let's stop talking about that. It was. It was. It was France Place in Lynn. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it seems to be unanimous. I, <laughs> I, I think. Is that somebody? Do you have somebody else with you? Yeah, Sue is here. She. Uh, I actually gave oh. her that. Uh, do the right thing. Answer. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> so Sue's fucking cheating. Unbelievable. So yeah, Fran's place was uh, was an interesting show. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I think I think uh, who was it? I think it was um, Liar Pucci was on before me, and the backdrop was a shower curtain. 
Backdrop was not only a shower curtain, yes, but um, it had glitter on it it and had had laser lights blasting across it. Oh, my God. And across the performers (laughs) while they were trying to do their act. Yeah. Yeah. I think my opening line was my opening line at Lynn. I go, you know, I have not been in Lynn for quite some time. And this is just awful. <laughs> but it was like, but yeah, yeah. like I've, I'm in, and I've played clubs like Fran's place. It, it's, it's a comedy show, but it was more of a showcase. And there were a lot of locals and stuff like that. It wasn't a horrible show, but I've done shows that made Fran's place look like Laugh Boston. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. And but Fran's it's Fran's place. Uh, I just got an email from uh, uh, the I forget her name, but she's running more shows out of there or something, or she's doing like uh, more drag Denise. shows. Yeah, Denise, Denise, she's doing drag shows out of there. Which I, I love yeah. the drag audience. My God, if, if anybody can take a fucking joke, it's a drag queen. Yeah, it's and that's the and that's and that's not even being sexist or whatever, or homophobic, whatever you want to call it. But I've. <laughs> If a guy is going to wear a dress and not have a sense of humor, fuck it. You know, just right. just put a bullet. Right. I mean, right off, right off the bat, you know, they're open minded. Yes. My brother asked, was it fabulous? Yes, it was fabulous. And just and let me dispel this rumor. Not all cross dresses, not all uh, guys that wear dresses are gay. A, right. a, a lot of them are, but not not all of them. Because I myself has worn have worn drag. I was in shows. It wasn't like I just walked around the house and went, "What do you think of these heels, honey?" It wasn't something like that. But it was a fun yeah, show. Well, it was a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the you know the um, gay lesbian cross dressers. Uh, the uh, the the what is it? It takes a lot of things, but it helps. Oh my god, my brother! I'm not reading. Now, Mark, I'm not reading quotes anymore. As I sit here again with egg on my face and French maid outfit on my body, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to agree with you. This is why I don't do Facebook lives. <laughs> Oh my god! But okay, so you know, I, swear, I swear to shit. If if this had been a video thing, <laughs> uh, in between the uh, the pre show call and, and the actual show, and I and I had found out that it was a video thing, I'd be wearing my French made outfit. I uh, swear I have one, and uh, I was it. I ironed it earlier, and it was ready to go. Oh my god! You're anal too. You fucking he, he ironed his French made sometimes. Only when I'm dressed like a French maid. Uh, well, you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of options at that point. <laughs> I know. But Josh, hey, let's let me do this. Let's do this, Josh. Um, yeah. There was a. Uh, I want to play a game with you, and uh, and again, if you want to follow Josh, he's at Boston Shit Show on Twitter. He's at Boston Shit Show on Twitter. Also, Facebook Boston Shit Show, and the website, which I was corrected on, is bostonshitshow.com bitches there we go you were also correct it, it they're the same thing well i i want to i want to but you know something you know a couple extra letters when somebody types it is a fucking nightmare and, and, and everybody it wants a, yeah everybody wants a quick thing nobody wants to try to deal with it so so we're gonna deal with, we're gonna deal with a game and here's what we're gonna do josh you're gonna play a game with me and my listeners are gonna be your thorough competition now since sue is in the room with you she might provide some some type of uh, fly in the ointment, as it were, but we'll see how that plays out. We're going to play a game called... Disqualified. Get out. Ah. <laughs> All right, she's disqualified. Go on, She's Mark. disqualified. We're... Now, here's the thing. You and I are talking via Skype, so we're almost speaking instantaneously, whereas my listeners are listening on a possible delay due to internet and broadband blah 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 blah. so you if you know the answer you can just blurt it right out but they have to know it then think of it and then type it and then it has to get to me so that's how you win now your advantage is that you're faster your disadvantage there's more of them than of you so we're gonna play a game that i wrote especially for you called berg right ahead Thank you. 
Okay. <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. Fuck it. I should have I shortened the fucking opening. That would have been better. Anyway. <laughs> At least Leo DiCaprio is getting laid from yes. this, right? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. I'm glad he landed on his feet. <laughs> yeah, he did. And she wouldn't get off the fucking painting. Anyway. She, she <laughs> The two of them could have fed. Everybody knew that. And even fucking James Cameron knew that. He should have just got a smaller. Anyway. So we're going to play a game called Berg Right Ahead. Now, since your name is Josh Rosenberg, I decided... Yeah to list some things and people that have the word Berg in them, B-E-R-G, not B-U-R-G, because you could say like hamburger. But here's kind of the test. If I said a founding member of the Socialist Democratic Party of America and its successor, the Socialist Party of America, who would I be naming? Do I have like four seconds delay? No, you don't. <laughs> no one's gonna get uh, it. it I'll, uh, give, I'll give this one to you. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm gonna say it's got to be a B E R G. Yep. Socialist Party in America. He's googling it as we speak. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't okay. Google that. It would be Victor L. Berger. Oh, yeah, I so, never would have gotten nobody, and that. That's why I put it there, because nobody would get it. And I give you the hardest one, because you're like, the founding member, yeah. the what the fuck? These ones actually get to you. So there are five tonight. So here's the first one. I would say Swedish director, writer, and producer who worked in film, television, and theater. Okay. Swedish Swedish director. Oh, 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 oh. Ingman, Ingman Berg something. Ingman Berg, Berger. <laughs> Ernest Bergman. What is it? Ernest Bergman. Ernest Berg. Ernest, Ernest. Ernest Borgnine? Who? <laughs> Who is it? The Ernest, Ernest Borg, Bergman. No. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Igmar Bergman. I knew it was something ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am the Igmar. Yes. Look at you. Right. Igmar Bergman. Yes, that is right. So you, so far, you're winning because my listening audience is not even attempting it. They can't do it. How about this one? Actor, comedian, and radio performer, best known for his proficiency in ventriloquism. And his characters, Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. Ooh. I know it wasn't Walt Disney because he hated the Jews. <laughs> um, uh, Edgar Berg. What is this? Like Edgar Bergen? Yeah, I see some more stuff. Correct. It is Edgar Bergman. All right, this one's so so far you're doing all right. The audience isn't even trying. Let's say let's do a refresh. Maybe it's my screen that's locked up. No, let's see. Nope, they're not even trying. So you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fucking. Come on, you pussy. Let's say why am I logged out? I was logged in. There I we go. I got logged out too. I can't yeah. even cheat right now. It bumped me out and then it bumped me back in. Here we go. If I said actress and former fashion model, she won five Emmy Awards and two Golden Candace Globes. Bergen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That Bergen, is. Uh, Murphy Brown. Murphy Sorry. Brown. Yes. Murphy Candace, Brown. Candace Bergen. That's correct. So you're doing all right. How about this one? A luxury goods department store based on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Shit. Uh, luxury goods. Uh, I want to say like Bergman's or something like that, but yeah. My wife should get Shit. this one. Berg. It's Berg and no, it's not Berg and <laughs> Berg Bueller. It's not Bergman's. Uh, it's not Bergman's. It is not Bergman's. My brother took a swig. It Berghoff's, not Berghoff's. He's just fucking Berg-off. random. Berg-off. He's like playing Boggle. He's just throwing different fucking hints. My wife got it with Bergdorf's. Bergdorf. Yeah. Ah. Yes, and you Berg-off get... Goodness. Now you get this. I'm sorry about that. I... <laughs> 
I meant to do it. I just kept putting it off. <laughs> so you do not get that one. How about Thank this? You. How about I'll remind you. How about this one? This one's probably the easiest one, and it is the last one. TV personality, comedian, and game show host, best known as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos and Dancing with the Stars. Oh, <laughs> fucking! Uh... Sue's in the room with you. She's in the room with you. Shut up. I don't know if I'm dancing with the stars, I swear. Uh, America's home, uh, Bergeron. Ron, Rod, Todd. No, no, no. No. Is it Ron? It was Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. I got the last name. Fuck off. And it's got B-E-R-G in it right there. But Sue nailed it like, I don't know, 15 seconds before you did, which is fine. So, <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Josh, I'm going to take our third and final break. And when we come back, we're going to ask Josh the question I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And Josh is still on the Skype line having a full-blown fight with Sue. They're in the same fucking room. <laughs> Bitch couldn't give me the right answer. She couldn't. <laughs> She fucking hung them up to dry. She said, I'm out. Candace Bergen, I got myself. Can, Candace right? Bergen, you got yourself. But she goes, you know, I'm part of the online audience, and I'm going to take this from my damn self. So She's having fun with all of you. Good. Have fun, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I've tabulated the scores when we're on break, and I think you won. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Perfect. So you, you win. Should, right after that, you should play the uh, Willy Wonka. You get nothing. Oh, that's if you lost. If you lost, I would have played this. Wrong, sir. Wrong. You get Wrong. nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> that's... And, wow, and that's, well prepared. Yes. Kudos to you. I do some show prep. Yes, I do. So if you guys want to follow Josh, please do so. Or as I like to say, you can free stalk him. Uh, you can stalk him on Twitter. He's at Boston Shit Show. He's on Facebook at Boston Shit Show. And he's also got his website, bostonshitshow.com. So follow him. And he's got his podcast. He's got a live video podcast he does. So check that out as well. And before we let Josh go, we're going to ask him, uh, one, about the questions, and two, ask him what he's got coming up. But tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. And please do it in that order because it's usually the funniest one is the worst one. Yeah, that's usually the most chronological too. <laughs> All right, first time, first time I ever did stand up was when my two of my friends, uh, Evan and Kenny, were they were in this band called the Captive, and they uh, this was down on Long Island. This was actually the about two months before I moved up to Boston. They were in this band called The Captive, and it was like a metal band, and I wasn't really into the music, but I, you know, you got to show up to your friend's shows and support them, as I'm sure many of your friends who don't really like your brand of comedy do. 
as, as most of my friends do for me. Uh, <laughs> so I went to just kind of, you know, pay the cover and show that, you know, people showed up. And they were like, hey, why don't you emcee the show? Now, I showed up. Uh, this is a Friday evening. I had just come back to Long Island from the city, from work. It was casual Friday. I had a pair of khakis on and a blue polo shirt on. And I, I looked like I was part of the fucking geek squad at Best Buy. <laughs> and uh, I got up there, really no material written. And I was like, let's rock these bitches. And I did jokes about 9-11 and Osama bin Laden. And I made fun of each of the bands playing on the show that night. And I almost killed it, except that I should have just killed myself. <laughs> um, that was So that was the first time I ever did stand up. The 9-11 thing actually went over better than most of my other jokes, which had to do with like Big Bird shitting on your windshield. Um, you know, other things like that. But I, you know, it was like, it, it was, it was May of 2011. So it was right after oh they had God. just killed. It was right after oh, okay. they had just caught and killed Osama bin Laden and they found marijuana plants. And like, I'm like, imagine they, they caught him. They found marijuana plants. Like, was he sitting there just puffing the hookah? He's like, Hey, watch this. And I'm blowing smoke rings, you know, fake smoke rings going, and then I'm like flying a fake plane with my hand through the the rings, and um, it actually killed, you know, two thousand something people. Um, so I did that, and after that, I was like, yeah, maybe stand up's not for me. But my friend Evan, who was in that band, his dad was there, and he wasn't really a fan of their music either but he would go same reason i did just to support them and he supported me doing comedy and he was there he just passed away last week and i did a eulogy at his funeral and um i said you know first time i ever got up on stage in front of people it was you know the only thing that kept me going after that was because of uh rich Holzinger. so oh, yo big up very nice I was waiting for a punchline or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, uh, he should have died in 9-11. No, right. no, um, no. Come on, dude. Uh, uh, best time ever doing stand-up, I would say, would be at... Help me out. I did a lot. Shit. Oh, New York. So, yeah. Yep, right. So, recall. Um, back down, they had the, I think five-year anniversary of the captive <laughs> it, was, it was their reunion tour they were like hey it would only be right if you came down to new york and emceed the show and we want you to open up the show with like a half hour and then do a half hour in between the thing and i was like go fuck yourself that's <laughs> not gonna happen i'm not doing i'm not doing an hour and a half of shit and not getting paid a goddamn cent not to mention running up like a $300 bar tab so make the trip down from Boston you know pull in it's some shitty uh, you know pool hall with a nightclub upstairs with a stage which actually has gotten a lot better unfortunately not before I got there right. <laughs> and I did a half hour I got to pretty much just run through my best material. You know, I segued it all together and my fucking parents showed up and it was awkward. I, you know, I do, as you, as you heard in the, uh, Wait a minute, is, this the clip, is, I, is this the best show? What? Is this the best show? The best show. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was unpleasantly awkward, but it was definitely my best show. Okay. And not because my parents were there. <laughs> That's the only thing holding me back from just like, I would have taped this for fucking HBO. Oh my God. Uh, my, my, my mom and dad are sitting there in, in the front row and I'm doing blowjob jokes. <laughs> I'm doing, I came and she died jokes. What? I'm doing jokes about, I don't even, I don't even know. Just the dirtiest fucking, you know, I'm, I'm not a clean comic as you might've noticed by now. <laughs> and, uh, they're sitting in the front row and right before the show, 
Uh, I think Sue, you were the one. Yeah, Sue came up to me and she's. I was like, I was, I was having a fucking panic attack. I'm like, my parents are gonna see that heathenistic shit that I've been telling people for the last four years. And she's like, you're fucking thirty. Who cares? They know you've been doing stand up. They've encouraged you. So I got up there. I did my best show ever, and uh, and it was awesome. It was it was really awesome. I did I did a half hour just on stage. I got all my best material out there. So if anybody tries to steal that shit on Long Island, fuck you. It's on tape. Um, I don't I don't know. Worst show ever. Show doesn't go. Worst on. show ever. Worst. Uh, it's uh, and and <laughs> Mark, you can. I mean, it's your show. Feel free to chime in here. Yeah. Was definitely at Fran's place in Lynn. No, uh, <laughs> no. I, uh, oh yeah. It. I. Uh, I. So I was in charge of booking the show for some fucking reason. I had to book the show. This actually, it was kind of fun, but I know it was my worst show ever. Uh, I booked the show and nobody showed up save for one comedian who was uh, Tyler Tyler Morrow who does a podcast you should listen to it find it on Facebook or whatever um, he showed up and it was the two of us and we had a two hour block <laughs> what <laughs> so, and, and I'm the host by the way so I'm hosting the show. I get up there. I do, you know, I realize nobody else is showing up. I think it was like during a snowstorm or something. I get up there. I do about four minutes. There's about Tyler in the audience and the bartenders, maybe like, you know, a couple lesbians straight in accidentally. And then I'm like, here's your first comic of the night. You better love him. You really, really should learn to love him. Here's Tyler Morrow. He gets up. He does five minutes. I get back up. I do another five minutes. I'm like, here's your next comic. You may know him from tonight. It's Tyler Morrow. And he gets back. He he does another five minutes. I let him go seven. I let him go seven because I'm a generous guy like that. That's funny. And uh, and we just went back and forth. It was the two of us. And there, we performed to about three people, bartenders <laughs> included. The worst fucking show. That actually worst. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. I mean, the drinks for me were free, so. One <laughs> really, right? You know, and it's funny. You tell people these things, and they're like, no, nah, that didn't happen. I go, yeah, that fucking happened. That fucking, oh, that fucking happened. Oh. So speaking of bad shows and good shows and worse shows, where are you going to be over the next couple of weeks? Any big things you want to promote? Let our listeners, where are you going to be? Let our I'm, let me let me rephrase that so it makes sense. Are you gonna, let our listeners know where you're going to be? All right, I'm probably going to start hitting up open mics again. Okay, I've taken, I've taken a little break, Mark. I've taken a little break. Been focusing on the podcast game. Yeah, you know. You know, it's a, it's a struggle. I've uh, really kind of stepped away from writing for a little bit, but very recently, in fact, in the last week, started writing a ton of shit. So I think I'm going to hit the open mic game again. But you can watch weekly hilarity at bostonshitshow.com. I do. I feel like, you know, comics, they're like, oh, you got to keep writing. You got to get on stage as much as you can. I got to get on camera as much as I can. <laughs> I got to get on a microphone in my house as much as I can and just keep it going out. And when does the show air? Air uh, live? Uh, it does not air live. I might start doing that because now I'm envious of your huge cock doing this. <laughs> um, I that's a, that's a rumor, I think by the way. It's a, <laughs> I, it's a rumor I started, but it's a, it's a good rumor. I like it. Right. <laughs> um, I. I, uh, I'm, I'm planning to get back on stage and I want to do the comedy studio. I've never done the comedy studio, so I really want to do that. Uh, I'll be out at the open mic, so, and, uh, I got plans to, uh, move on to possible huge connections. 
Nice. And get some big name guests on the Boston Shit Show. I might have to rename it depending on where they take me. It'll always be a shit show and uh, you can look forward to the wacky antics thereof. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Rosenberg, very funny. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter at Boston Shit Show. And he's on Facebook, Boston Shit Show. And he's on the website, bostonshitshow.com. Josh, thanks for being part of Radio Irregardless tonight, man. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure that oh, I will you. see you around the open mic circuit. Thank you so much for having me. This is fucking awesome. Right. I'm so glad I got to say the word fuck on this show. I was really <laughs> dreading not being able to say that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Josh. Hey, we'll see you around, my friend. All right. Take All care, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. That was Josh Rosenberg, everybody. So funny. <laughs> He's got the shit show. He's got the shit show going. So <laughs> can't put it on cable. That's the only bad thing. Can't call it the shit show out on cable. But speaking of shows, I'm off for a lot of this week. But tomorrow night, I'm going to be up at the Rosewood Country Club in Bradford, New Hampshire. So if you're in that area, come up and see me. And then Friday and Saturday night, I am off doing some personal things. Sunday, speaking of open mics, I will be doing the open mic at Pinatas, Oscar's Pinatas. And that's where I'm going to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for being part of the show. Um, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, leave a comment. Uh, email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, June 29th, we have the special acting anniversary show. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just a moment, okay?